0: Today's date is November 10th, 2023, and this is episode 47 with Angie Witcher.
1: Hi, Ponzi. Going to school, huh? (laughs) Yeah. Why don't you play fish hooky and come fishing with us? Yeah, boy. Satan. Get thee behind me, Satan,
2: and don't push.
1: Get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, Get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, Get away from me, Satan. Jesus said, You don't tempt the Lord, thy God. Get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, Get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, Get away from me, Satan. Jesus said, You don't tempt the Lord, thy God. Now Jesus went through the desert, forty nights and forty days. When he got tired and hungry, to his Father he would pray. But the devil came to Jesus said, If you want to be fed, why don't you turn these big old worthless stones to bread? And he said, Get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, Get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, Get away from me, Satan. Jesus said, You don't tempt the Lord thy God. Get behind me, say. Jesus said, Get behind me, say. Jesus said, Get away from me, say. Jesus said, You don't tempt the Lord thy God. Then the devil, he took Jesus to the temple up on top And he said, if you are the son of God, you fall for this open drop. But the scripture says that angels will slow your falling down And they'll gently put your feet back on the ground yes, he said, Get behind me, Satan Jesus said, get behind me, Satan Jesus said, get away from me, Satan Jesus said, "You don't tempt the Lord thy like God." Get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, "Get behind me, Satan." Jesus said, "Get away from me, Satan." Jesus said, "You don't tempt the Lord thy like God." Ooh. <laughs> then the devil get to Jesus to a mountain top to shove all the cities and the nations and the kingdoms here below and the devil he told jesus you can not have all that you see if you will just bow down and worship me he said, get behind me satan jesus said get behind me satan jesus said get away from me satan jesus said you don't tempt the lord thy like god get behind me satan jesus said get behind me satan Jesus said, Get away from me, Satan. Jesus said, He said, Don't tempt the Lord, Thy
0: God. Hello, and welcome, everyone. This is. An official Godcast. Thank God it's Friday. And thank you, each and every last one of you, for joining us here on this lovely evening. I'm Ron Johnston, and I am here with Flight Works Mary. And tonight, giving her testimony, our very special guest, Angie Witcher. Let's first welcome Flight Works Mary. Hello, Mary. How are you doing?
3: I'm doing good. How are you doing?
0: so far so good it's been a week but we're here
3: it has i know the weekend's here i had the day off today
0: how'd that happen What's well it's kind of a story
3: i was scheduled to have i sometimes take these surveys and you get paid for them used to be like years ago you'd go and try yogurt or you know stuff like that and you Uh get paid for them Not, you know, too much, but then they started to change them to more focus groups. Like a couple of times I was in a group where I met with a couple of different people in a corporate type setting and discussed something for like an hour and that was $200 they paid for that. Well, I got invited to do one for a shopping experience for Mexican food. And so I was supposed to meet them at the grocery store and they would observe how I shop for Mexican food with the... person or whatever. And it paid like 75 bucks. So I took the day off. And, but I was thinking it was going to be a little hairy trying to get back here. Because I only had two hour window before mm-hmm. tonight. So I was like, eh, I don't know. And, but I was looking forward to it. And then they called me and said, well, we overbooked, so we don't need you, but we're still going to pay you. Perfect. So it worked out great.
0: Why can't everything? Yeah, that turned that out. Well?
3: Yeah. So mm-hmm. I spent the, afternoon watching a tom petty documentary which i really enjoyed so
0: very nice
3: yeah how was your day
0: just another day at work you know cutting glass stalling windows driving all yeah. over berry county yeah uh, my boy i said pulled up to
3: next to one of those trucks the other day
0: did you
3: like a i could tell it was a glass type truck with all the framing around the outside and stuff
0: Yeah, that's a glass rack. Lots of fun. (laughs) Lots of fun. Glad it's over. Glad the weekend's here. Although I miss my boys. They uh, spent the, they had a day off of school because of marking period. So they spent the day with their grandparents. I always try and shove them in front of them. Grandparents as much as possible. You know, those days don't last forever. So yeah, and you're not a kid forever. And the time with your grandparents is always special. And I really miss the time with my grandparents. Yeah. And gotcha. as
3: we know on the show, they're very important in our lives, right? <laughs>
0: they are very important. That's <laughs> right. Um, what do we got going on next week, Mary?
3: Well, we have Mary L all in.
0: So I got to be here with two Marys next week. Are you kidding me right now? Yeah. It's Mary, <laughs> Mary, Eminem. M. Well, that'll and be that's fun. That's not
3: with an E. It's just Eminem. Yeah. Oh, cool.
0: And then yep. after that,
3: Jeff Jowdry. Jowdry. Yes.
0: Man, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Jeff Jowdry.
3: Jowdry. Yes.
0: We're looking He's forward to He's a
3: friend that. of Jim Conley. So that's how we got to Friend you know, of Jim's. On the show. Yep.
0: Jeff. Long
3: time, long time friend.
0: Long time friend.
3: Yeah. Speaking of which, Jim's back on the shows now. So that's exciting. So.
0: Yeah. I got a good listen the other night. Very nice. Yep. And then after that, First week of December, Patty Olson. And that's a yes. personal friend of yours, isn't it? No? Yes. Yep.
3: She's a friend that I met through the King's Ranch, another friend. So one
0: of your She's dancing friends. She's an partners.
3: author. She's got a book coming out. So
0: it's one of your dancing friends.
3: Yeah, yeah. Well, we we actually um go beyond the dancing with us because we're we've been in a small group. I, I wasn't in the last year, but we were in a small group for about three years that she held at her house. Uh mixed group men and women Bible study uh, Christian topics so we have more of that kind of relationship
0: and she's an author yes man when are we gonna write a book we should be authors that's pretty cool
3: yeah I got to read a dude to do that I suppose
0: <laughs> I think I'm only bright enough to write maybe a children's book I think that's as <laughs> those are important as far as my intellect goes
3: children books are probably the most important
0: plus i relate to kids really well yeah we have the same mentality
3: yes
0: (laughs) most of them are smarter than me like my 10 year old son he's like three times smarter than i am already he teaches me about life all the time (laughs) man that kid's smart love you yeah he sure is and then uh let's not waste any more time let's welcome our special guest yes angie Witcher, my dear friend how are you hello i'm wonderful how are you i'm doing great i miss you i miss your family it was great to see you i know
4: we miss you
0: oh and your kids too man i miss your kids lots of fun
4: you'd be surprised how big they are now (laughs) one will be one will be 18 next month and then both of them the the boys are grown men eating us that. out of house and home and then <laughs> you know the girls are as spicy as ever so
0: <laughs> they're those fun ages aren't they
4: oh yeah but i wouldn't change it for anything and they're it's so funny how when um they're so young they don't really i don't want to say they don't have personalities but watching them grow into their own individual personalities now mm. that they're teenagers is is super fun.
0: Yeah.
4: You know, and their interests change too, you know. Yeah.
0: It's speaking of growing up, um how's your husband doing? Is he grown up yet?
4: No. No.
0: <laughs> He's still a child. He had,
4: yeah, <laughs> he he almost got throat punched a couple times today.
5: Oh, I love and that guy. Playing
4: jokes on me. He actually, like, he kept, like, hitting, because we went up to Birch Run, you know, today for Veterans Day shopping. Yes. And he kept smacking me with the bags. <laughs> and, you know, I'm like, I'm wobbly and in my heels walking through the parking lot and he keeps like smacking me with these bags and i'm like dude if i fall what do you do he's like i'm gonna laugh and then run
0: (laughs) he he likes watching you get all spicy too
4: he does he He works me up and then he (laughs) then he gets mad when i get mad it's like that's not fair
0: (laughs) well you guys are great i love you both and thank you for being here angie
4: yeah we love you (laughs) like this is amazing what you're doing and as soon as um i got invited i was i was all in
0: yeah all glory to the father yeah um tell our listeners. i i know you fairly well but tell our listeners about yourself um yeah you're married so children so
4: yeah i'm i'm married to rj's best friend or ron's best friend um we met shortly after shane and i met right Mm-hmm. Um Shane and I our our love story is we um we met on a blind date my my uncle knew my husband at, before he was my husband but my uncle asked me at a family outing he was like hey are you single and i'm like yeah single ready to mingle and he's like well i want to set you up with this guy named Shane and i'm like okay and and We swapped numbers and we went on our first date, and you know it was a little awkward, but okay. Where
0: you was know. your first date?
4: It it was at Lucas's Steakhouse in Grand Blanc. It's closed now, which okay. is a bummer. But uh, yeah, I showed up and Shane was a half hour late, and I was two glasses of wine in, <laughs> <laughs> so I was I was. I was like, okay, he better not ghost me, but yeah, he showed up. He was nervous. I remember the shirt he was wearing. And then I remember looking at his face and I'm like, I think I could look at this face for the rest of my life.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He's a, that's how, you
3: know, right?
4: (laughs) Yeah. And eight months we were in uh, eight months later, we were engaged and uh, you know, three months later we were married. We weren't even, we didn't even know each other longer than 11 months. Wow. And now we're going on together 10 years. Um,
0: almost married nine. I had kind of the same experience when I met Shane. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He's, uh, you know, neither of us, when we met, neither of us were believers. We were, Mm -hmm. um, those, as crooked as a day is long, we, we we weren't good people, really. Um, yeah. But 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 Shane's a, a great guy, and um, oh yeah. And I and I knew right from the start that I wanted to be friends with him forever. I did. Yeah, he's just, he has the best he's, heart. <laughs> uh, he's got the biggest heart that you that you'd ever run into. For the oh, listeners, yeah. if you ever met this guy, uh, I remember him loaning his car out to uh, somebody that he had known for like a few hours. I mean, this is just, <laughs> it's just who he is. <laughs> He's just a great yeah. guy all the way around and
4: his, yeah, he'd go uh, biggest heart in the anytime. world.
0: Yep. Uh, yeah, man. Love you both. Thanks again for being here.
4: Yeah. And then you got to think too, you know, when we met, you know, he, um, so really what, what's so magical about this? And so, um, you know, it was orchestrated by God, right? You know i was set up on a blind date i met a a man my future husband and who invited me to church on our third date yes and that church had a strip club ministry and and me being a prior dancer on eight mile and i'm i'm like "Oh, oh my goodness i have to get involved like i'm supposed to be here
0: yeah so for so for the listeners you, you guys have all heard of the movie eight mile with eminem this, this, <laughs> this is this is Angie's old stomping grounds right there
4: the bat like it's not it's, eminem style though it's the okay? worst part
0: of detroit i mean you get to it, eight all, mile in woodward are, it is are, the worst
4: it's liquor stores and strip clubs and um it's just it, 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 it's I I can't even recognize myself now, Um, I am, you know, a totally different person now, and uh, my heart aches for other women that I used to know and still, um, still see in the same trade, you know, that's, that's the hardest part for me, I think, Um, because it's not the fact that they're not smart or but they just it's it's easy in a way, right? You yeah. get used to it. It's like an addiction, okay? A, like yeah. why not?
0: It's the money. why not
4: show up? Yeah, it's, it's the why lifestyle. Why not show? What did you say?
0: It's the money and the lifestyle. There's drinking, yeah. drugs, there's money, and everything flows, and it's it's easy to get caught up in that mess.
4: Well, yeah, and it's just constant party mode, right? And Who we... doesn't like to party?
0: We've we've talked about it here. One of the absolute um, worst worst things that us men face is um, pornography. pornography. Yeah. Yes, and it's it's one of the it's one of the biggest things that break up marriages. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's you know even even a lot of Christian men are are fighting that. Um, we've run into it in our testimonies here. A lot of men have come out and talked about it. Um, Yeah. Well, uh, and
4: that's the only way you can help, right? Like, I don't think anyone should be ashamed of their struggles ever. Like, and that's the thing about Christianity. It's like we're all broken. We're all, we all have cracks that need healed. You know, we're not perfection. Um, If we, I feel like if we come together a little more with less judgment, um, I think we would truly heal and be able to be a successful christian in a way Yes. you know regardless you're a successful christian whether or not um you you know whatever sins you go through but the judgment is what really i feel like um kind of holds people back
0: Well, we're not going to judge here not tonight whatever nope. not, not on the godcast everybody's an open book <laughs> and we're all broken people Oh yeah. We all have the same root sins that we're all going through. So, Uh, but before we get uh, too far ahead of ourselves, uh, if I can, let's open up there. Okay. For anyone who's listening to us here in the chat, please let's bow our heads. Father, we thank you once again. Thank you for allowing us to be here to gather together as a body of Christ. What a what a privilege it is to be here. Uh, please father encourage us and bless this message tonight may we be changed by it we want to lift up angie as she tells us your love and grace in her life and we thank you for her father Uh, we pray we want to pray that those who are unsaved that hear this message respond you know respond in a way that they know that they need to repent for their sins and trust in your son, Jesus Christ, as our Savior. And above everything, Lord, I pray that this Godcast brings glory and honor to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.
3: Amen. Thank you, Ron.
0: Uh, If anyone has any prayer requests, I just want to ask that uh, if you're listening live in chat, go ahead and put those prayer requests in the chat. Tag Mary. We're going to pray for you at the end of the show. Uh, I did see one already um, from the Beery beginning uh jab's father passed last night i'm sorry jab's mother passed away last night
3: oh no
0: and uh so we're gonna pray we've been
3: praying for her for a while yeah sorry and uh
0: and if there's anyone else that has any prayer requests please just tag mary and uh the end of the show we're gonna pray for you And with that, we're going to go ahead and hand the floor over to you, my dear Angie. And uh, if there's anyone, uh, again, in chat that has any questions, please tag myself or Mary, and we'll get a question to Angie. She likes to conversate, so if you have any questions, she's an open book. Go ahead and ask, and we'll get started. Okay. Angie, the floor is yours. Thank you so much.
4: All right. Well, I'll just give a little background about how um how I grew up. I grew up in, you know, a family that worked at the Big 3. <laughs> um both my parents worked for GM on different shifts and they um they were a great middle class family. My parents ended up divorcing Uh, when I was 12, my mother actually has a mental illness. She's a schizophrenic bipolar epileptic. Um, And, you know, I I believe for a long while a drug addict, but I was um, too young to really see that until middle school um, after her and my father divorced. But so we moved around, you know, obviously my mother got custody of me um, and we moved around. I I want to say I went to six middle schools in three years. So you're talking two wow. different schools during middle school, which is the hardest time. Right. Yeah. But, um, ending up in Panama City, my dad, or I started speaking to my guidance counselor and, and middle school, I'm like, Hey, you know, my home life isn't, isn't the best. And I don't want to expose or em- embarrass my uh, family at all. So I'm not going to, but, um, I raised my hand with my guidance counselor. And I'm like, Hey, I have a father in Michigan, you know, is that an option? So child protective services were called and, and my dad sent me a ticket up here. And I've been here since, which honestly, I think in a lot of ways saved my life. Um, you know, I felt like the the home that I was in wasn't, you know, the best for a child yeah. at the time. And then, um, you know, I went to, I graduated here. And uh, honestly, I, you know, I uh, I was a hard worker in my early 20s. I had my, my two oldest, two failed relationships within, you know, a seven year span. And finally I was just like, you know what, I'm, I'm done. I felt like I've always been a Christian. You know, that's one thing my mother did teach me. I always got on the, the the bus, the Sunday school bus every Sunday. Like she made sure I was on that bus. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so I always had my faith um me and my dad actually got baptized together when i was a teenage girl which was really uh, oh,
0: the man, best
4: that's... experience i could ever uh, like yeah it's awesome it, it it is so cool and then um but yeah so but, you know growing up after you graduate you feel like okay next step is play house right yeah so <laughs> but what if you play house with the wrong people
0: Ah, it gets tough
4: it does but i will say good people just not who i was meant to be with right so um but i have my two oldest which they're amazing and um but at the time you know after seven years of two old relationships and being a mother of two i i got desperate and I decided I was going to become my own provider, right? Okay. so I turned to the club
0: now when you say club, you mean
4: the strip club
0: and, you, and so you started dancing yep okay
4: so i had um I had a part time job bartending, and I was making maybe eighty eighty dollars to a hundred dollars a night, which you know. I was watching women make hundreds a night, yeah so so I was dead
0: right hmm. temptation,
4: yes, <laughs> temptation, and not like i said i i I learned the hard way who my provider was, yeah,
0: well, we've all been tempted before and
4: yeah <laughs> we've all let ourselves
0: the wrong down the wrong road
4: yep so yeah that led me into obviously being on stage um you know the it, it became the you know the hole in the walls in flint um and then i decided to go to eight mile and that's where my true home was and um i i I spent a lot of time there. I, I, I first went to day shift, which I ended up not really making much money because um, I'm learning, right? I didn't know what was going on. Um, they, and this is my experience, not else's. Um, my experience with day shift was the most prostitution. So, you know, anyone that came to visit the club during the day would expect something. Okay. So, um, my experience, I don't know that, you know, we're talking 10, uh, 13 years ago. So that's an
3: interesting years. Interesting point about that.
4: Yes. Yeah. yeah. Night, night shift is more of the party, the good time. Just, you know, tip and, and have a, a few drinks, have dinner. And move on, you know,
0: but day's just different, and oh, yeah, and as you're starting out, were you expected to do day because you're just yeah, beginning. so
4: uh, yeah, that's you like, had that's to, like you're learning you, you know put in your time, day. right, okay. and um, so those particular clubs I didn't end up staying at, um, so I ended up going to the hood clubs, so I was you know, the mostly the only white girl at a majority black club, which honestly I felt more comfortable there than I was in all white clubs huh. because there was no expectation. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. It was, it was different. It was more kind of um, flaunty, like, you know, make it rain. <laughs> like make make some money and it was all on the stage it wasn't you know much in private settings and
0: did you did you did you feel safe when you were doing this
4: oh yeah okay Yep.
0: because i know you're not in very safe areas
4: right you know so on it well that's um because
0: flint's not uh, the greatest area flint's not the greatest area either
4: no, but um Detroit. So I'd always as soon as a, a dancer pulls up, you're, you know, greeted by the valet driver. You okay. know, the valet driver takes your car, he walks you in the door with your bag, you know, it's it's kind of concierge service. If that makes sense.
0: Oh, I understand. Yeah. Yeah. And you did this for for how long?
4: honestly i was only in the industry for about a year and a half okay not long you know i i remember you know being a a new a new dancer and being in the dressing room with other girls and you know we talk about our dreams and why we're doing it right you know you have to validate it and um I knew I was in the wrong place when I was like, okay, well, this is my plan. And, and the, the, the girl told the other dancer told me she was, she told me her plan. I'm like, okay, well, how long have you been here? And she said, 10 years. Oh, and, and that broke my heart. I'm like, okay, so your plan obviously hasn't even made a difference because you're still here 10 years later like that's why you started and you're still not doing it
3: yeah it seems like god has those little objections in our life i was just going to ask you too if there was a time where you felt the pull you know away from that maybe towards god more or just even just out of it and maybe that was part of it
4: um you know, I've had several experiences of of God moving while I was in that, um, you know, in that temptation, right? You know, because I'm, you know, trying to make as much money as I can as a as a single mother. You know, I lived in Pontiac. I was trying to, you know, provide for my two kids and um which their fathers always did provide i don't want to say they're they were deadbeats because they're not um i i will say though i was chasing a a dollar that i hadn't earned yet if that makes sense
2: you know i was
4: yeah i was um you know i why why settle for 600 a week making an honest living when i can make 1500 in four days you know yeah. so or you know work all week for 7 days and then take a whole week off yeah. so the the flexibility was there um but the sin just um it, it got worse and worse the longer i was there and and almost risked my life <laughs> which rj knows <laughs>
0: so can you tell us a little about that do you do you feel comfortable going, going into that a little? I
4: do. Well, so there's, um, three three po- or three or four points that I want to get to.
0: Okay.
4: Um, that's probably the third. So my first, um, real experience feeling like God was like, Angie, you have a story to tell. Now I was at a gas station on Caesar Chavez in Pontiac, Michigan, just mm. filling up my tank and I I drove out of the parking lot onto, onto Cesar Chavez and I'm like, okay. And I felt God and I'm like, which, like I said, I've always been a Christian. I've always been a believer. I that's one thing I've always had, which I'm a lucky person for that. Um, but I, I felt his presence and him saying, Angie, it's time. Like you have a story to tell and it's time for you to To get involved, you know, mm-hmm. and I was like, "No, God, I'm not ready." Like my and and I remember telling him my story is not done, and I'm like, "What an idiot!" Like <laughs> 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 this is me and God arm wrestling, right? Like, no, God, this is not my time, <laughs> you know. <laughs> <But laughs> I'm I'm a ding dong when when it's him and I but uh <laughs> so so that was my very first like i will say experience of of knowing that i had a story to tell but i wasn't i was immature if that makes sense okay yeah, yeah. And, and my walk and you know i i i you know i was still having a fun and i was you know being risky and still making money and uh, you know, I well. Who was I hurting? You know, except my children, who my young son at the time is like, Mom, why do you work at night, Mommy? I want you home. You know.
0: Yeah. Hmm. So did your you did your kids know what you were doing, or do they just know that you're working at night?
4: They knew at that time. They knew I was working at night. Okay. And honestly, I don't like. They still kind of know a little bit about me now Mm -hmm. but they don't know exactly what you know what i was doing
0: well they're still kids yeah right we're gonna wait till they're older and we'll have that talk one day right yeah Yeah. (laughs) they're still young but
4: so that was my my real first like you know god reaching out because he pursues us right
0: (laughs) and then there you are at a gas (laughs) station Gas yeah. station in Pontiac and God's talking to you. That's, that's Wait till that's, you that's, hear
4: the next one, RJ.
0: He'll talk Wait. to you wherever you're at. He'll meet you wherever you're at. Right, Mary? Don't we say that all the time? Yes. Yeah. So Beautiful.
4: Wherever we're at. So we're at a club on 8 Mile on the east side. Mm. Okay. Angie's on stage doing her quick set. A priest walks in.
0: This sounds like a joke. A priest. Joke. It's, yeah, I was
3: this is gonna say, sounded like a joke. Starting, it's probably not. A joke.
4: <laughs> I thought it was a joke. RJ, Mary, I thought it was a joke. I look at him, but I, so everyone out of uh, all the other dancers, they were intimidated, right? They they ran, they made fun of him. Okay, well, I was on stage and I pointed right at him, and I said, "What are you doing here?" <laughs> That's what I said. <laughs> And, um, he, he invited me down to his table for supper and he bought me supper. He made sure I was fed. He didn't buy me any alcohol and we just chatted about God. Oh, wow. Isn't that, but like, what kind of, I don't know if I'm comfortable with my own man going in there. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> I know you're a priest, but he, you know, there's temptation there. You're still human. So that was uh, yes. That, that was
3: great maturity and faith for him to come in and do that.
4: I couldn't yeah. believe he did. Yeah. But he did and he bought me supper. He loved on me in <laughs> a, a good way. He didn't right. make me feel like a piece of meat. He he loved on me. Yeah, he sewed into me. Mm. So I could tell
5: this.
4: (laughs) That's awesome. Isn't
3: that insane? That is awesome. Mm. That's God. Yeah.
0: I love it. I love it.
3: (laughs) So (laughs) did you did you keep uh, in contact with him over time? Or was it just that one time?
4: Mary, you're gonna hate this. So he gave me his card. And the same night I gave, so a girl came up, uh, a a fellow dancer, she was a young, you know, you got to think I was my mid-20s at the time, and she was a young 18-year-old, ding-dong. like She didn't know what she was doing, but she came up to me, she's like, hey, do you have a card or anything? I'm like, oh, and I've never been into drugs, I've always drank, um, but I've never been into drugs, like at all. And it, it it doesn't, I have no desire for it, if that makes sense. But, so this girl came up to me, asked me for a card and I pulled his card out of my wallet. And come to find out she ended up s- snorting cocaine with his card, but at mm-hmm. least she had his card. And I hope she read it.
2: Yeah. If,
4: you know, I, I couldn't believe it though, after, I didn't know what she was doing,
3: you'll never know. I mean, there might be a day when you're when you're in heaven, maybe maybe it'll take your whole lifetime where you'll know what happened with that card. You just don't know,
4: yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: you know, so yeah, yeah.
4: it was it, when I found that out though i I couldn't like she gave it back to me <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. like, I don't want it now, but she so can't no, unsee I, it, she can't unsee it. 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 yeah Yeah. so yeah so i don't i don't truly i don't recall what his name was um all i know is he influenced me you know that night that that was god (laughs) you that yeah you can't make that up
3: (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's awesome thank you for sharing that
4: yeah so um you know later on so like i said i only danced for about a year and a half um the longer I got in it, the more um more reckless I became. You know, I started I started escorting, um, you know, posting ads on back page, um doing doing things that I obviously wouldn't normally do. And um one it's just desperate for some reason, desperate for more, 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 which doesn't even make sense. But um I just felt like I had to have at least 3 grand in my safe all the time which it's but every one of my bills were paid late. <laughs> it it didn't make sense, but I think I just needed that security,
0: right? Yeah, that's tough. We often yeah. look
3: for those things that for security that are not, you know, other than God. That's yeah. right. That,
4: and I couldn't that provide that yeah. no one can provide that, but him. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I dabbled in working with a madam. She wasn't well, a madam is a pimp, the equivalent. Um, I did that for about a week. And then I'm, I was like, forget about that. The club's safer, you know, so, um, but so that's when i really started getting super reckless and and um not being picky with the people that i i um associated myself with and i i ended up meeting a young gentleman through a a girlfriend she knew who he was but um you know we were only together for about i'd say 3 months and I had decided, you know, one evening, I'm like, you know what, I'm not going to 8 Mile. Let's go to Toledo. So him, me and one of my dance girlfriends, we decided to go to Toledo and check out those clubs because I had never been. And um, we grabbed a fifth on the way. Like I said, we were reckless and we were drinking and driving on the way to Toledo and we he drops us off for night shift and he ends up going to another bar because he obviously didn't want to be in the club that i was at because i didn't i wasn't comfortable with that anyway that's you know uh, a bad scenario for any boyfriend right so he so we ended up going to um It were he, he went off, we got dropped off. We were drinking, making money, doing a few dances, no big deal. He ends up coming into the club later on. And in Ohio, the clubs don't close until 4 AM. So you're talking two hours more than here in Detroit, which, um, I'm used to, but so we're all, you know, annihilated, (laughs) he might as well say and um it, my boyfriend at the time he came in and he saw a man you know hitting on me you know and I'm doing my job but so he ended up picking a fight with this guy and and I grabbed him and I said you're messing with my money right now what are you doing and he was so upset and the bouncer ended up throwing him out of the club this is probably about three o'clock in the morning Well, he was sitting outside in my car just fuming you know furious with me and texting me and he was a puerto rican so he was texting me in spanish and i couldn't even understand some of the texts but um i ended up going out and going into the parking lot you know getting in my car i got in my car and Sadly, I used to keep a knife in my glove box for my own protection in Detroit. It was a me by by um another guy I had dated briefly. He's like, you need, you know, some type of protection if you're going to be out here. So I kept my knife in my glove compartment. So the first thing I did when I got in the car is I looked in the glove compartment and my knife was gone. And so I looked at my boyfriend. And I'm like, where's my knife? And he's like, I don't know. Where's the keys? Where's the keys? He couldn't find the keys. He was he was on. I think he had gotten into a little more drugs um, outside of the strip club. I think he went he found something Mm -hmm. because he was on another level. But at that time, but so I was in the passenger seat looking for my knife. It wasn't there. So I went out, went over to the driver's side, grabbed him out of the driver's side seat. And I sat down in the driver's side seat. And I'm like, where are the keys? Let's go. And he ended up pulling the knife out on me and he stabbed me. And I lo- I ended up losing. Um, <laughs> and this is crazy. Well, I, I'll get to that, but. So he stabbed me in my leg just missed my artery so um and i'm screaming my girlfriend's screaming because she was talking that too and of course he like a coward ran um dropped the knife and ran and a customer that tipped me on stage saved my life like he grabbed his his hoodie and wrapped it around my leg, he ran to me, wrapped it around my leg and saved my life because I would have bled to death. Oh, yeah. In a strip club parking lot, like imagine my children knowing, like if I had, without God and without that person being there, my children would know their mother, you know, died in a strip club parking lot.
0: That's a, that's a mm-hmm. tough one to swallow for a kid.
4: You would think. And I'm like, why? Like, I am an idiot. <laughs> well, not really, but <laughs> I was. So
0: you immediately start I know, reassessing like I said, your life.
4: I don't even recognize myself. Like I don't, but well, so, I, I
3: can't hardly recognize the story you're telling. Just, just, I'm just met you tonight, but I see you. Yeah. And, you shine bright. I say that about a lot of people when they, they shine with Jesus, you know, but you do shine bright. And so you telling this story, like, I don't, I don't recognize
0: it either. And that when, when she first you. told me the story, Mary, I remember going, wait, Dummy. wait, who, who did this, who, wait, who did this happen to? And she's like me. And I'm like, no, uh, uh, you, <laughs> like, yeah, it, it doesn't seem right. Yeah. Does it?
3: Yeah. Well, that's um, the power of God. That is a power right there. Right there. Yes.
0: <laughs> and this is another one of those. Man, I wish our audience could see this girl right now. Yeah, I really wish they could see her.
4: <laughs> well, uh, you know, one day, maybe. I'll be stealth mode. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> so what happened right. after that? As far as um, So
4: the young you know. man, the young man he he held my leg until the ambulance came which i will say and, and i'm not i will say they treated me like garbage i was the scum of the earth because i was a dancer and the the paramedics were not nice but why would they be? I guess, right? I'm drenching them in my blood, like literally covered them in my blood. I have no control over that, though. But,
0: but um, they're they're treating you like you got what you deserve.
4: It, pretty much.
0: Yeah. They like.
4: literally, you know, were, you know, cussing me because of that, and so they got, but they got me in the ambulance, and I just remember they saved me. Obviously, yeah. so I can't like, they they did their job, but so i got in the ambulance and when you're losing so much blood they put you head down you the rest of your body up right so i'm like head down and just see ambulance lights and the entire time i'm praying i'm praying to god like god i i will quit dancing god i i, I can't lose my life i'm sorry repenting right begging I'm begging because I'm going to die <laughs> and um, I get, I get to the ER, they, they cut off my pants, they, and they just stuffed my wound and, and they gave me four blood transfusions. So 20 she told me 28% of my blood at 40% you're dead. Wow. So I was on the way. Yeah. Um, If, you know, I wouldn't have gotten there in time to get the four blood transfusions. I don't know what would have happened. But um, after that, after they stabilized me, the first person I called was my pastor, because (laughs) like I said, I've always been a Christian. I've been super involved in church. I used to at my uh, church long time ago, I used to teach Sunday school like i i am a the version of a backslidden christian yeah yep yeah. and um mm-hmm. so i i called my pastor and i asked him to call my parents for me so he ended up calling my parents and and um you know, I was all alone in Toledo with my girlfriend who my car got impounded, obviously, because it was a crime scene and um, they ended up finding my um, ex boyfriend, but be- out in a field behind some abandoned shed. <laughs> it took dogs to find him, But uh, so. I had it really, it was, um, it was tough that my parents didn't come to, to get me in Toledo, but that's a a little hike for them flowers. And, um, so I called my oldest son's father who showed up and got me from the hospital and took me home. Um, he was, you know, he was like, this isn't you, (laughs) you know? this isn't you, what are you doing? And, you know, I was not mature, like I, or I was in a lifestyle that um, kind of, you know, changed my character, if that makes sense.
3: Yeah. Where were your kids at the time when this happened?
4: And they were at my house. So, and my son tells me, he's like, mom, when dad told me that you got stabbed, I thought you died like he immediately thought I was dead, you know, which is, you know, terrible for when was that? He was about he was eight, seven or eight when that happened. So, um, which was a big effect, you know, for him, obviously, it it, honestly, so you gotta think so I got stabbed. Um, as soon as I got my vehicle out of impound because of the, the criminal of the crime that happened, it ended up getting repossessed, right? Because I was late on everything, but I didn't pay anything on time. So, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. um, this, and I couldn't work anymore because my legs, a bum leg. Yeah. <laughs> so, Took um, care of that dancing I,
0: career, didn't he?
4: He sure did. <laughs> and I I lost my the house that I, I was renting. Oh wow. And um, you know, within 30 days I had to move in with my parents. Um, my phone got shut off. Everything was my my car, my phone got shut off. I was done. And um, mm. but that's what I needed, RJ.
0: I know it and Mary i was just thinking that's the we, only way that's that's when it happens this is when it happens I, when you're rock bottom he,
4: i well rock bottom but i had to be isolated too mm. if that mm. makes sense i couldn't be around the people that i was around yeah anymore yeah. i yeah. couldn't um i couldn't be tempted by that so luckily my beautiful like i couldn't even <laughs> shower my cousin had to wash my hair in the kitchen sink <laughs> mm-hmm. because my wound was so bad. <laughs> like, <laughs> But she was there for me. You know, all my friends were there for me. They packed me up and, and moved me into my parents' house. And that's where I, I ended up having to file bankruptcy. And um, honestly, that was my restart that I needed. But yeah. even then... Mary, I wasn't done. You yeah. say, Andy, what do you mean you weren't done?
0: Yeah, what's next?
4: <laughs> still tried to go back.
0: Oh, you're kidding. Yeah,
4: I still Ugh. tried to go back because I was working a call center job making three sixty two a week, a week.
0: And you're used to making that in a night. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's an addiction.
4: It's an addiction. Mm -hmm. So I ended up going back. One other time, a small, a small place in Dearborn that I, I would make a a little bit of money there. um, Here and there. But um, I ended up going back, I showed up, got dressed, got on stage, did did a quick, you know, three set and then Um, came down, got asked to go and VIP for a dance, made a quick 180 bucks and I was there for an hour. And so after the dances, I went up to the bar and I ordered a chicken fingers and fries, you know, and I'm drinking, eating my chicken fingers and fries. I take a bite of them and I just felt the the darkest can I don't want to say it was conviction because I know it was evil. Mm-hmm. I felt like the darkest of darkness was over me because I was there and I couldn't even eat. I lost my appetite and I, I just ran over to the bouncer and I said I have to leave. And he's like, you just got here, and I said, I don't care. Here's all my money, here's all the money I made. I have to leave. Yeah. And and I just, I got my bag out of the, the um, dressing room and I left. Like, he took all my money, and that's okay. Like, <laughs> I was like, I can't, I can't be here. Mm-hmm. I can't do this anymore. I don't. I, I truly felt like it was the devil um or celebrating it been, he was it could have yeah, been, convi- yeah. been conviction to feel guilt i just felt evil like yeah. someone was over me yeah like you said celebrating celebrating yeah,
0: yeah. reveling in I, got the, in the fact that I got you i got you that, again yeah just reveling in the fact that you're back and he's got you there and yeah oh, so that funny. was
4: the last time that i had went. um. You know and that was that was in 2013 so um shortly after i met shane i met shane in 2014 so yeah that makes sense
3: that is which, awesome
2: <laughs>
3: which you
4: know. i will say in conciliation with god like i am I've always been a Christian. I've always screwed up. I always think I know better. <laughs> and, like, and like I say, I arm, arm wrestle. It's like, come it on, is. me and you, me and you, toe to toe, God. <laughs> it, it's like, why am I so, of why? I don't understand why I'm so hard-headed. <laughs> um, I think all of us are though, right?
3: Yes, you know, it talks about that in the Bible, how many times, just look about, you know, the Israelites after they were rescued from Egypt and how often they went back to their old ways and God would bring them back out of that sin. And, you know, he's, you're right, he's relentless and he he Mm -hmm. does
4: pursue us. Oh, yeah. He, that's our, that's him and I's love story. And that's still going, (laughs) even though it's a reckless, like mess. He turned my mess into a message, which (laughs) I'm still a mess.
3: (laughs) That's great. I'm going to remember that message mess into a message.
4: (laughs) Hi, I like like that.
3: You gave us a scripture earlier.
2: Yes. Would now be a good time to. Put that in? I'd say so. What was yeah, that
4: scripture? Uh Isaiah forty two, one through four.
2: Okay.
0: Who's gonna read it? <laughs> you want me to read it, Mary? Mary, can you read Yeah, it? you read
3: it. I'm trying to paste it in there. Okay. It didn't all go in, so I'll have Okay, as I
0: have 42, 1 through 4. Behold, servant whom I uphold, my chosen one in whom my soul delights. I have put my spirit upon him. He will bring forth justice to the nations. He will not cry out, raise his voice, nor make his voice heard in the street. A bruised reed he will not break. And a ding wick he will not extinguish. He will faithfully bring forth justice. He will not be disheartened or crushed until he has established justice in the earth. And the coastlands will wait expectantly for his law.
3: It's beautiful. What does that say to you, Angie?
4: That he assigns us. He assigns us to, you know, be bold and and tell our story, regardless of, you know, if we have, uh, if we're broken or if even if we have cracks, we're not ever going to be perfection. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I I believe that um, us telling. His he gives us the opportunity to be uh, have his strength and be radical through him, and that's what I truly believe every day.
3: Yeah. So did you? Um, so the pastor that you mentioned a little bit ago, did you? Um, did you keep in touch with him, or did you start oh, yeah. back? Or Like, I guess what happened with, um, after when you met Shane, is that something that the Lord worked in that?
4: Yeah. So, um, like I said, so, you know, after my injury, my life changed tremendously because I had to move back in with my parents and start over. Um, I ended up, you know, getting into the industry I'm in, which is such a blessing. And I love my job. Um, but I, I met Shainer shortly after, um, through our blind date and, and, um, at our third date, he invited me to church and that church conveniently had a strip club ministry. (laughs) (laughs) And then what's really crazy too, is the, um, so these girls that are trafficked or, um, you know, have pimps or madams, they brand these girls, right. With tattoos. Well, the tattoo parlor that they were partnered with was the first one I ever got any work done. (laughs) I'm I'm like, you can't make this up. (laughs) It was God the entire time. But, um, so I've, I've done several, um, Flint outreaches, um, I never I went to Detroit once, but I really it's a little too um it hits home a little too much, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um uh, that was then that was probably that was before COVID. So it's possible I could try and do it again. Um so but I've I've done several outreaches with um Beauty for Ashes and um tipped in ministries and then I I tried to establish my own. It was called Saints and Stilettos, but at the time with my family, I just couldn't commit um enough time to do, you know, the outreach work because I had, I'm a mother of four, you know. <laughs> so, and, and, and then my husband, so a mother of five. Right,
0: yeah. <laughs> it's almost like a mother of six. Shane's like two kids. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> so explain this outreach though. You so you're going back to the places that you danced at to witness to women who are doing what you used to do yep to show and tell them that there's a better way
4: that you have an option
0: Mm. free will you
4: have you have an option you do not have to be here Mm -hmm. you know we'll provide we um and honestly some of the time which is really interesting so we make it a big deal when we show up so we'll bring balloons and supper and 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 make you know grab a couple tables and have like a buffet for the girls just love. to love on them you know
5: love.
4: and um so the girls naturally come and and make a plate and chat with us and we ask if they need any prayer and um or need anything or you know um any hygiene products or items like that, you know? And uh, so the guys and the customers in the clubs are like, who are these girls? And the girls call us the church girls. <laughs> so <laughs> and the guys come up and, they're, and we're like, yeah, we're the church girls. And we tell them, you know, what we're doing. And a lot of the time, they'll actually give us money. to provide for the girls (laughs) Mm. so um and then other times you know sometimes it's awkward too for them and they they feel conviction or whatever they're feeling you know they'll end up leaving but um yeah so it's been it's been interesting and one one time we were at a, a flint club And a young lady just we were there, you know, serving supper and hanging out with the girls and um, a young lady walked in and she looked a little bit lost and and she came up to us. She's like, Are you guys the manager? And we're like, No, we're the church girls and (laughs) and she sat down with us and she was there to apply for a job, but we talked to her about God and she immediately started bawling and feeling mm-hmm. conviction that she shouldn't be there, mm-hmm. and she ended up leaving and not <laughs> applying
5: <Praise God>. <laughs> which
4: <laughs> I have so many stories like it, it's it's been hard it's 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 difficult, but um you know, I need to get back into the ministry that's for sure, yeah. Because that was just a just short, years, you know. After, after Charlotte was born, I kind of, you know, got out of it because she was yeah. so
0: little, and
4: you know, my family was
0: active and, well, it's an, you know, our family's our first, our first responsibility yeah. and the most important thing, and and I know with with my boys, there was there was a time where I just wanted to hover above them and and just make sure that oh yeah, always helicopter
4: fine. dad. yeah
0: but then there comes a time where it's like okay i think they're good and i've got some other work to do Mm -hmm. so i guess my advice is don't rush into it when the time's right
3: yeah it'll be it'll
0: be time to get back to work right yeah yeah
3: and you have so much more of a story to tell even now these years later (laughs) as far as your testimony with these women in that ministry you know
2: yeah Yeah,
4: and you know, the I can't imagine having a career for 10 years in that industry when I was only there for a year and a half. Hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how if you're there 10 years, I mean, how do you ever get out?
4: Right. You don't, uh,
0: I mean, at that point, you don't
4: learn a trade, you know
3: well eventually they'll find out god is the only option yeah
4: well and that's the thing too right i look back when i visit the the clubs i'm like i wish i had someone coming in here and praying for me yeah. you know we- because i know of, honestly god was a lot of the topic with a lot of my customers was too right
0: yeah yeah it's amazing that you say that because I've heard that so many times from the others that have sat in your chair hmm I would someone would have just explained the gospel to me I wish somebody would have just told me about Jesus I wish somebody mm-hmm. would have just you know and and that's what we're here for we're here to spread right. the gospel and we're not doing it enough we're, we're not doing what we're what we've been sent out to do
4: well and the facts are you only want to do it where it's comfortable
0: yeah very true who,
4: want, who wants to go to eight mile and
0: that possibly brave, get kicked out creature. of the club
4: <laughs>
3: i told this
0: creature.
3: i told this story a little i don't know if i told it on air or not i might have just told it to to ron but um back in back in the day <laughs> before jesus um <laughs> i I attend, I like music and I attend a lot of different concerts, but, um, probably the, one of the, the most surprising one, people probably would know would be Marilyn Manson. Okay. And I, I went to a concert of his in Minneapolis. I was in my thirties.
0: That's not a hers. It's a, his it's so confusing.
3: real name. But anyway, so, uh, I was at, went to the concert and there were people, outside handing out coke cans with scripture taped around the outside of them like when we were waiting in line to get in. Mm-hmm. And I remember I mean I grew up in the church. I knew just like what you talked about as far right. as I, I had, you know, I knew about a foundation. Jesus. Yeah. Yes. So but I just thought how silly and how stupid that is. Like who would ever, you know, do that? And um I just kind of blew it off a little bit. But when I was inside and I don't actually remember if I took the cocaine or not. But I, when I was inside the concert, the, one of the first things that happened in the concert was he came out on stage with the televisions that were all stacked up in a giant cross, and they were all on fire. Mm. And I remember thinking, "I, I shouldn't be here. This <laughs> yeah. isn't right. This isn't right. <laughs> right." And then years later, you know, in different ministries and different things that I've been involved in, I've gone to places and not handed out the Coke cans, but similar situations like that, where you're, you're put in a difficult place of, you know, it's not easy doing that. You know, it's not Mm -hmm. easy praying for people down outside of an abortion clinic or, you know, those kind of things, but I totally understand what you're saying about that. Yeah. I'm glad that you're, uh, (laughs) feel the pull to get back to that because it's needed.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we all need to do our work.
4: Awesome. Uh, I'm well, trying sorry. to think if I left anything out. I'm sure I did, but well,
0: just, you
4: always we hear whatever you
0: know. I was just putting the timelines time. together because you said you met Shane in 14. Yeah, and then in 2015 and 2016, I started seeing you guys up into my life again, and yeah. Um, it's when I met you, but, uh, Shane and I went back a few years before that and we were a couple mm-hmm. of rowdy kids and, yep. um, Shane comes into my work and he's like this glowing, bright, shiny star and mm-hmm. can't figure out what's different about him until we sit down and he starts talking to me about how Jesus changed his life. Yep. And it blew me away. And if you and part of my testimony was I'm looking at this kid and I'm going, man, I want what <laughs> he's got. I don't know what he's Aww. got. I don't understand it, but I want it. He's so happy. He's different from before. He's better than before. And, and I don't and understand what's going on. The
4: trenches then I, too.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I didn't really understand it, but I just knew that I wanted it. Yeah. And, uh, and he was praying for me. And, and one of the coolest things is when I got saved, I called him up and I said, Shane, man, you're never going to believe what happened to me today. And I remember his, that. And day. his response was, you got saved. Yep. I'm like, how did you know that? How did you know that?
2: We and had been praying and he for said, that.
0: Brother, I've been <laughs> praying for you. Yes. And I don't think anything's ever hit me so hard in my life. But I always <laughs> say, pray for people. And you have have no idea how powerful prayer is I'm living proof Mm -hmm. as sure as I'm sitting here right now, talking to you right now,
4: you told me yourself,
0: I can tell you, there's nothing more solid than prayer. It's incredible what it will do.
4: You told me yourself that you were an atheist when you were at Patsy Lou. (laughs) I'm like, let me tell you my story. Yeah. I'll show you. There's a God.
0: Yeah, I used to <laughs> kick you people out of my office. Ricky used to come into my office with that, I love you and Jesus loves you. I said, Man, get out of my office. Don't bring that stuff in here. And then uh boy, here I am, years later. It sure is amazing. It sure is amazing.
4: Yeah. It is and, a uh, gift.
0: And I wouldn't have it any other way. <laughs> thank you for blessing me. Cause uh-huh. Andy, you blessed me. You did. You and your husband both. Well, and many if you blessed us. But, man. Thank you for being part of my life. Oh, yeah. And thanks for being here. Thank tonight.
4: Thank you. Yes. Thank you for for inviting me. It was super raw for me to actually kind of tell those um, those particulars about what I experienced. And because um, no one knows, I don't even think Shane knows. I tried to prep him a little bit just in case he listens. <laughs> but um but i told him, you know that uh, god to god be the glory so and obviously in my small experience of a year and a half he was a huge um part of chasing me he did Yeah. yeah he chased me through my sin and revealed himself while I was in evil situations. He was there.
3: <laughs> you also gave, uh, another part, another part of that Isaiah chapter, a couple s- scriptures later. And so I just posted that in the, in the chat, if I could read oh, that for you, that would be awesome because it oh, yeah. pertains to what you just said. This is Isaiah 42, six through eight. I am the Lord. I have called you in righteousness. I will also hold you by the hand and watch over you. And I will appoint you as a covenant to the people, the light to the nation, to open blind eyes, to bring out prisoners from the dungeon and those who will dwell in darkness from prison. I am the Lord. That is my name. I will not give my glory to another, nor my praise to graven images. Right there, that just speaks of it he's anointed you. to The people. Yep.
4: The day I was stabbed, he slammed the doors of hell because I would have went straight there. Yeah. (laughs) Truly. (laughs) Mm. Like, and I uh, sometimes I'm like, why am I so worthy? (laughs) But it's because of his grace. You know? Yeah do you ever feel so blessed it's like i don't even deserve this oh yeah yeah it's insane it's like it's why why do i feel feel the guilt of being so blessed but he he truly provides an abundance for me now
3: (laughs) jesus himself said i for those who have been forgiven much love much Mm-hmm. That that right there says it. Why our hearts are why we feel that way, you know?
2: Yeah.
3: Awesome. You were going to say something. I interrupted you. What was that? Do
2: you I don't that? remember. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, well. I'm good at that. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Angie. And thank you, Mary.
0: Thank you, Angie. <laughs> love you, girl. You're awesome. I love you. <laughs> All right, um, for those that are with us in the chat, I've opened the call-in feature. If there's anyone here seeking salvation, please call in, and Mary and Angie and I will pray for you. And in the meantime, I'm going to read Romans 10, 9 through 10, that if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved, for it is with you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. Uh, If you're listening to this on the replay and you're searching for the right words, uh, just a conversation. Find yourself a quiet place between you and God. Very simply, acknowledge that you're a sinner and repent of your sins. Go through each one of them and tell the Lord how sorry. Repent. And that change of heart. We're going to try and do better tomorrow. We're going to change our sins tomorrow. And if you can do that, if you can truly believe in your heart that Jesus died, God raised him from the dead, Jesus is Lord. If you can truly believe that in your heart, then you're saved. It's not a complicated thing. It's very simple. If you're searching words, you can find us on Telegram at This is an Official Godcast, and we have our prayer of surrender there, and uh, very simply just repeat that prayer of surrender, say it wholeheartedly, and the rest is history, the rest is easy. Uh, For those of you that are saved, please take a moment and think of the people in your life that are not, think of the people in your life that need Jesus the most, and keep them in prayer and plant some seeds when you see that person don't be afraid to share the gospel with them don't be afraid to share what God has done in your life tell them your testimony find something in their life that you can relate to and share with them how it can be better how it can be different we've all come from broken pasts there's all we all have the same root sins, so it should be very easy to, to relate to someone else and what they're going through. And uh, aside from that, I don't know, is there anything else you can think of, Mary? Mary, I also no, just go ahead. We've got a little time, Mary, and um, I was really impressed with what you shared on our Telegram page. And I don't know if you realize this.
3: Which one? About, about the late singer of corn or the one about Ben Bland?
0: Ben Bland. Now, yes. I don't know if you realize this, but Silence Duguid picked up on that and shared that on his page. Silence Duguid's got over 20,000 followers, so quite a few people saw your post, Mary. Would you would you mind speaking about that for a moment? And and Angie remind this is what remind me of this. Andy is bold and she's walking into these clubs, witnessing to people. That is not easy to do. You know, it's it's hard when you have someone in your life that you love that you know doesn't know Jesus. It's hard to to have enough courage to talk to them, but to walk into a to a complete stranger and witness. That pastor that walked into the club and witnessed to Angie reminded me a lot of um, what Ben did. He was at that Pentecostal church, and he walked across the street. That was bold.
3: For people who don't know that story, it is posted on, um, I, I think I posted it on the Telegram, too, just a copy and paste of it. But if if you have access to Facebook, it's an awesome story. And um, I've been following Ben Bland after I saw a post about, yeah, um, he he's been sharing his testimony about coming out of a transgender lifestyle, gay and transgender lifestyle. I don't know if it was something where he totally trans formed into something, but, um, he is a great storyteller too and he has been asked to speak at different locations all over and the stories that he shares on facebook of little god stories that happen are just incredible and they're a long read let me tell you you have to invest some time but they're worth Mm -hmm. every single minute and the one that i shared that he's talking about is um and for those that don't know i we have this struggle in our family, so it really hits home very hard. And so I'll just, I'll try to speak on it without bawling my eyes out. But he was asked to speak at—I'll just summarize it. He was asked to speak at a church, and uh, I don't think he was from that town because he said he he drove to try to find the place beforehand. And he had saw a church across the street that had like a rainbow flag on the outside of the church. And, this was and a ch- there's a This picture, was a yeah.
0: church across the street from the church. He was coming to speak at.
3: Yes. Okay. So he, they had a flag that was outside of their church and he took a picture of that and that was what caught my attention on his Facebook page. Was that because, you know, that's something that we all as Christians, this is a topic that can people can be very passionate about it on both sides of this. Yeah. So I, I took notice of that and I started to read. He, he went across the, he felt like God was stating to go across the street and I think he was going to give him a It was a prayer shawl. And he felt the the urge of God to say, tell him to do, the, do that as a peace offering. And that if, or just to to walk across the street. And he was in the middle of the church service where he was at, and he just turned to his mother, and he's like, OK, I got to go over there. And so he went over there right in the middle of their church service, in the middle of their sermon, and walked right up to the pastor and you know, said some things and gave her this, this prayer shawl. And I, I will not do it justice how he talked about the story but basically he got to the point of his story of telling, just walk across the street, Mm -hmm. you know, God isn't asking you to go and, you know, save this person because it's his job anyway. Yeah. And that's just plant a seed. And so Mm -hmm. to you, to you, Angie, you know, awesome. That is so awesome that, God has asked you to walk basically across the street, Yeah. you know, to a street <laughs> that you're familiar with from before, yeah.
4: like Ben right, was but in I his have story. New, yep. I have new eyes now. Yes, so it's a, it's a little more emotional now. Yeah, um, so that's got to make sure I'm well armed in order to do it, because I was there, and now I see. I've. The blind now sees. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, and all I can say is no matter what you've done, <laughs> you have grace and you have forgiveness. You just have to ask. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Yes.
4: And the hardest part, too, is to forgive yourself, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. I, you know, God's forgiveness is much easier than trying to forgive yourself and and rebuking whatever you're feeling or remember and becoming renewed.
0: Beautifully put. (laughs) Perfectly put. (laughs) That is one of the hardest things is forgiveness. You know, forgiving others is really hard, but forgiving yourself. Exactly. It's even harder.
4: You know, what's really funny. (laughs) I was doing my makeup in the bathroom this morning and, and our bathroom is right outside of the laundry room. And Shainer was, um, (laughs) switching over some loads into the laundry and he spilt, he spilt some detergent on the floor. And he, I I forget exactly what he called himself, but I said, you talk to yourself like that. He goes, yeah, all the time. I'm like, you shouldn't talk to yourself like that. Why are you calling yourself that? You know, we're so mean to ourselves in our heads. You know, we need to be a little more delicate with ourselves. You we know, are. and love on us, yeah. or, us, or our inner selves better or more.
3: <laughs> yeah, totally agree with that. <laughs> well, if if People want to check that story out. Like I said, just go to the to the Facebook page or the Telegram. And and I did actually posted another story about the lead singer for Corn, and he had another another interview. And he talked a little bit about you touched on that too, Angie, about being well armed now to go oh, yeah. into these places. Like, and he talked about that too. About he could never go back into that kind of life, being immature into that. It was later on it was more effective when Mm -hmm. you were more mature in your faith, you know. Yeah,
4: Yeah, I think right now I'm a little too emotional still. And it's it's been 10 years. Um but you know, I'm I'm working on it and I know God is working on me. So that's you know, a daily, daily um progress that I'll do. Yeah. But I, I know, I know I'm called to do it. It's just whether or not I, I go across the street, Mary. <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah. Awesome. All right.
5: Mary.
2: Well,
3: we also have a prayer jar too on the Godcast. So like, you know, Aaron was talking about how important it is to pray for people and their salvation. So... we have we have a prayer jar here that we that was another idea from from ben bland actually and uh, we've got some names in here that we pray over every week for salvation so
4: pray over me for courage
0: okay don all right mary you want to close us out
3: yeah I would love to okay Lord thank you thank you for Friday thank you for the Godcast thank you for this platform thank you for bringing Angie here um, thank you for the friendship that you have uh just cultivated with her and her husband and Ron and there was two families and just the orchestration Lord that you have just it never ceases to amaze me it's so awesome how even just those things when Ron was you know a year ago talking about people coming into his life and sharing Jesus and how they've changed and and now we here we are a year later and we hear more of that story and how everything that you do Lord is so existential and it just is so much more than we can possibly see at this time so lord number one i just really ask you that you remind us of that in those times where we're praying for people and maybe if we feel discouraged because maybe we've been praying for 30 years you know. and just help us remember that you see the entire picture and you saw the entire with angie and thank you lord that you gave her you made her mess into a message, as she said. So thank you that she's gotten to share it here with more people. We pray for courage over her to share it even more with others and courage in her everyday life. And she's already got a lot of courage, Lord, and you've given that to her. But we would ask for a over an abundance of boldness for her to be able to go into these places where only she can go to carry this message and that she will be bold in that and she'll be focused and there'll be clarity and that she'll be able to separate the emotions when they need separated and that she'll bring them in when they need to be brought in to conversations because we know lord that you gave us emotion and a lot of times that breaks down the walls and allows people to be vulnerable so thank you for that. And I just pray that whatever, you know, has been shared tonight, is going to touch somebody in us in a certain way, like you always have so such divine appointments. I like to say that, Lord. <laughs> Everything is, again, orchestration. I love you, Lord. And thank you for showing a part of yourself tonight through Angie and just it was a really wonderful discussion lord thank you for being here and lord i want to lift up uh jab he's a guy in our chat and his mom we've been praying for her for a while but she's died and he um shared a little something here in the chat lord and i I just kind of want to a little deviate from well it's still I guess but This is what he stated. He said that when he left the ER, she blessed me with a quick visit in my truck before I left to take a walk on the beach. My truck was filled with her smell. I smiled, gave her some praise, and thanked her for that. I bet Jesus made all the furniture in a new home in that kingdom, and he showed her personally. So I want to thank you, Lord, for or that little bracelet that you dropped on Jab. You know, losing your parent is a tough thing. And many of us have gone through that same situation. And so we just ask for peace to be upon him and his family and just to rest in the comfort to know that she is with the Lord and Many times when we pray for things, Lord, we don't, you answer all our prayers, we know that. And sometimes they don't come out to how we think they should or, you know, how we plan for things. So thank you that you know, you know, you know everything. So thank you. And give Jab some great memories of his mother when there's times where he might feel sad and him some joy in that. You also want to lift up deplorable dogma. Truth Patriot's wife, she's having some inflammation and pain in her hips and her back. And so we pray against that pain. In the name of Jesus, we pray the pain to be gone. We pray for ligaments to just be moving in the way that they designed to move that her creation within her body would just be operating in the way that you created it to any inflammation, get out in the name of Jesus. Lord, fill her with their comfort and your peace. And even in those times where she might feel like she can't, you know, be as active because of this Lord, I pray that she'll um, listen for your small whisper in those quiet times. And that her relationship with you would even grow further through this. And again, we want to lift up, uh, we want to lift up Jim and his family and all the struggles he's going through and his heart and losing a child is a, a very tough thing. And he's going through some challenges right now. So we just pray for relationships to be strengthened. We pray for peace. We pray for abundance, provision. We pray for joy clarity, truth, all those things over Jim and his family. And we also want to lift up Ron and his family, his boys, and that there are little Godcasters in the making. And Lord, we just pray for their time uh, away from home right now that that Ron would have some time to be on whatever mission that you have him for this week. And thank you, Lord. Thank you for everything. Thank you. Bless Angie and her family. And um, we just lift all of this up into you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Amen. <clears throat> One more verse I'd like to read. Um... A message from our sponsor <laughs> proverbs 22 6 train up your child in the way he should go even when he is old he will not depart from it that's you angie our prodigal daughter and yes uh, another thing i want to encourage our listeners man get in your kids ears and uh i was the same way i was born and raised in a pentecostal church and uh You know, I thought I knew better, but as I got older, this is just as Proverbs 22, 6 said, I came back just like Angie. And here we are.
4: Yep. Southern Baptist. (laughs) I think that's why Shainer and I connected so much because the church, uh, not throwing stones, but, you know, Southern Baptists are very, very conservative if you make one mistake you're going straight to hell
0: (laughs) well let's not go that far
3: yeah (laughs) well hell would be pretty populated then because we're all full of sin (laughs) I know
0: (laughs) all right folks Uh, next week we have Mary all-in Yes. And, uh, please. So please join us next week, Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern time. Mary I mean, times two. Yeah. yeah M M&M. and <laughs> and not, not with an E. <laughs> you just like back in the biblical days, Jesus had Mary's following him around too, didn't he?
3: Mm-hmm. He probably uh, had a couple Marys. That was a popular name. Yeah. It's a
4: beautiful name.
3: Thanks. It means bitter.
4: Does it really? Yeah. <laughs> huh.
3: I know. I'm trying That's to find another meeting for it.
4: No, I'm sure there's another one.
3: <laughs>
0: yeah that's funny
2: all right yeah, I yeah
0: my dearest friends let us not forget we're here for one reason and one reason only and that is to spread the gospel of our lord and savior jesus christ so please find that person that you love that does not know him and tell him your testimony do it today see you next week guys
3: see you next week love you thank you Stick around, Angie. We'll talk to you afterwards.
1: Okay. How you leave the ninety nine to find the one missing feels like that was written with me on your mind. And the prodigal son who ran behind the part where the father came running to meet him did you say that with me on your mind who am i that the king of the world would give one single thought about my broken heart who am i that the god of all grace wipes the tears from my face Took the cross, you gave your life, and you did it all with me all your mind, <laughs> with me on your mind, just knowing your mind called me, just knowing you call me a child. Is flooding my soul with unspeakable hope. Thank you, Lord, that is me on your mind. Who am I that the king of the world would be one single thought about my broken heart? Who am I that the God of all grace wipes the tears from my face and says, come as you are? You. The price, you took the
5: cross, you
1: gave your life, and you did it
5: all with me on your mind.
1: Live with me on your mind. of a heavenly home on high you're preparing a place where the sorrows erased and when i stand before you i'll find all along it with me
0: Ah, beautiful all right thank you guys so much for being here each and every one of you mm, can't tell you how much you have all blessed me it's amazing thank you for loving me back and uh we look forward to seeing you next week yeah. uh so don't miss it Merry all in next week it'll be fun we'll see yep. you then all right,
3: all good, right. Night, good night everybody night everyone